we asked you, the fans, the listeners, to come up with trade ideas or players you'd like targeted. The number one player mentioned was Sean Murphy. So on today's show, we're going to talk about Sean Murphy. We're going to talk about the catching position. We're going to get deep on that. And then we're going to take the trades you sent us. And since we are doing this live, we'll be taking yours as the show goes. Make sure to check it out on today's Locked On Guardians. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Guardians. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, than lines, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Today, uh, well, I want to thank you for making Locked On Guardians your first listen today and every day, wherever it is you get podcasts. And then, if you don't know me, I am Jeff Ellis, the host of Locked On Guardians, as I have been uh, since the inception of this very show. Before that, I was a lead draft and prospect analyst that's gotten 24-7. And before that, I wrote for many a Cleveland sports blog. Justin, tell them about uh, your your background. I am Justin Ladd. I've been the co-host with you, Jeff, for a little over a month now, a little under a month. I, it's hard to keep track of some of these time days now. Um, currently at Guardians Baseball Insider, we're in the managing editor. Uh, previously, I'm still freelancing with the News Herald and the Morning Journal and previously with all kinds of different Cleveland baseball blogs, Burning River Baseball, It's Pronounced Lajeway, um, Fan Sided. Yeah, lots of different places. And I know there's, if there's one or two people out there, yes, this is a Buckeye Express mug. If you went to Ohio State, that might be something. I've had someone comment on that before. Yes, that is indeed a 20-year-old mug. Uh, people are eagle-eyed on the show. Uh, we're going to get into Sean Murphy, but first let's talk about the news of the day. Do you want to start with Silver Slugger or Fielding Bible? Uh, let's do Silver Slugger. That's going to be probably the quickest thing. So probably no surprise to anybody that uh, Jose Ramirez was nominated for a Silver Slugger um, at third base and Andre Jimenez at second base. Um, at third base, though, Jose will be competing with, you know, Rafael Devers and some other guys who had a good season. And at second base... Uh, Jimenez is competing with a bunch of guys, but mainly um, Jose Altuve. So I don't expect either of those guys to win a Silver Slugger, but I guess it's good that they're on the list. No, definitely. It's nice to get uh, rewarded, get acknowledgement. And then in terms of the fielding Bible, for those who don't know, I believe it is just, it's based off a defensive run saved. So it is a statistical award. It's not the gold glove, but it is a defensive award based off of Specifically, I want to say the statistic of defensive runs saved. Uh, so when you're looking at that, Cleveland had two winners. Why don't you take it away? Or was it three? No, it was two winners? Yes. Just the two, yeah. The two winners were Stephen Kwan in left field and um, Jose, I'm sorry, Miles Straw in center field. The fielding Bible is, uh, yeah, it's mostly just uh, – Defensive run saved. Yeah, it's picked by Sports Info Solutions, uh, run by John Dewan, who is, is one of the statistical analysis guys. But um, I, if anything, I would probably argue that the the fielding Bible, which is different than the Gold Glove, is a little less biased. 
and it's only there's only one. So like if you win right, it, not one per it's league. Not yeah, it's not American League. And if you're like, oh, why didn't Jimenez? Well, it's because Brendan Rodgers was a little bit ridiculous. I think he had the highest DRS in baseball this year, uh, and yeah. he played second base. Our, our you know someone will talk about in a probably next week our number two most asked about player Christian Walker. By the way, won it at first base. Yeah. Uh, in terms of some things, Jorge Mateo. Uh, I'm happy for that guy. It's been a long, strange trip, like his fourth team, and he was really good defensively. So it's nice to nice to see him up here on lists. Now we got kind of the news out of the way. And again, I just want to point out, Stephen Kwan winning was after two straight years of Tyler O'Neill, Miles Straw winning the award. It's his first time, both well-earned, and it says that they are the best center fielder and left fielder by their defensive metric in all of baseball defensively. Having said that, Let's talk Sean Murphy. A year ago, I wanted to trade for Sean Murphy, and people were a little lukewarm because he hadn't been spectacular. You know, he had been a solid, consistent player. Uh, do you count this as a breakout year for him? He, he did take a bit of a step forward, but I mean, he's still been a very good player this whole time. It's just now he looks like one of the best. Yeah, I mean, offensively, he's always been very consistent. This is definitely his best full – no, not even his best – I guess it is his best full season yet because he hasn't um, – Yeah, he hasn't, yeah this like is his first debut. Yeah, this is his first actually full season. He played 148 games this year, and that's the most he's played in his career. And it was a 122 when he runs created plus, which was, uh, I think, inside of, like, the top 70 in baseball overall. And, like – sixth among catchers with like 250 plate appearances so and again 148 at bats um, for a, or games for a catcher just wanted to phrase yeah. that you know it's that's it's impressive 18 home runs uh, walk nine percent of the time strikeout rate he dropped it this year to a little over 20 uh, you know on top of being you know one of the top defenders in the game he was a legitimate offensive force yeah. Speaking of fielding Bible, uh, fielding Bible only had Sean Murphy at one run, uh, one defensive run save, but um, I think outs above average favored him a little bit more. But more than that, I'm, you know, obviously defensively, we're more concerned with things like uh, framing, where he was uh, sixth in all of baseball, according to catcher framing runs on Baseball Savant, and pop time in all of baseball, 189 and fifth overall. And we've discussed why that's important before, right? We talked about next season how the pickoff rule changes in baseball where pitchers can only step off the mound or throw over twice per at-bat. So imagine the leadoff hitter gets on base and the second hitter is up. The pitcher can only step off or throw over twice while that number two hitter is up. If, if he gets the number two hitter out and the number three hitter comes up, it resets the two. Uh, if the pitcher tries to step off or throw over a third time, he doesn't get the uh, runner at first out the runner at first is automatically awarded second base. Um, so in essence, the pitcher has two chances to try to keep the runner close. Once he's thrown over twice or stepped off twice, the runner knows that, you know, there's nothing else he can do and he has to be sure. So um, pop time is going to matter a ton more next season, just because pitchers are, are going to have a disadvantage holding runners on. And that's going to be a disadvantage to catchers, which we saw was a problem for Cleveland pitchers this year, especially in the bullpen. Um, Austin Hedges, who, you know, was a solid defender um, for the most part, but he was not as good with his pop time this year. He was down to 195, and we talked before about how that's 
only a 0.6 second difference, but that 0.6 second is going to mean everything next year. And uh, Murphy's 27. He'll be uh, 28. He'll be until he's 28 all next year. I'm sorry. He just turned 28. So, and he's under club control until 2025. So he's got three more seasons. So his free agent year will be what? Uh, 31. Here, so you trade for him now. He's definitely in his prime. This is it. You're getting him right at, at the thick of everything. If you just want to talk about like catchers who qualified, just catchers who qualified, with enough plate appearances to even qualify, there were four in baseball. Yeah, uh, and, and you know it's it's a pretty elite group, but it's interesting because you go through like Alejandro Kirk, one twenty nine runs created plus, Will Smith, one twenty seven, JT Romuto, one twenty eight, Sean Murphy, one twenty two. Uh, I mean, all of those guys kind of in that similar range, uh, and. You know, I, I feel like there are people who, if I said they could get real Muto, would jump at it. And right. when I say Murphy, they're still kind of hesitant. Uh, I think, you know, again, you're getting a rare talent at that position. And it is, they got nothing. So if you get anything at all uh, out of that position, it's such a huge upgrade for your team. I mean, they got almost nothing from that entire position last year offensively. Yeah, you're going from a D minus at the position offensively to an A plus. Like, I'd say not, an like F, you're going, not even a D minus. I mean, that's an F. It was historically right. bad. Yeah, so you're literally going from the bottom of the scale in terms of catchers offensively to the top of the scale, and you're actually not losing anything defensively with Sean Murphy. Probably you're gaining. Keeping, right. Yeah, so you're literally great. going from a yeah. If you want to say Hedges' defense is like not bad, you could say overall like maybe he gave you a D this year because the offense was so bad and. But yeah, Murphy is literally an A in terms of everything. You are upgrading significantly. It's a major, a major swing for the Guardians. Um, and while you're watching this, please, uh, if you're doing, if you're watching this live, p- please feel free to comment. We uh, have about I think seven trade proposals for Sean yes. Murphy that people gave us. We're going to talk about all of them today. We're going to give you you know thumbs up, thumbs down if we think the Oakland would do it, if we think Cleveland would do it, and just kind of mull them over. Um, but I do think Sean Murphy is, you know, we've talked before, Jeff, that you, you've even mentioned that Cleveland has had interest in Sean Murphy. They called him, they called on him during the, the All-Star, the uh, train deadline in 2022. So there's interest, there's history dealing with Oakland. And I think the question, question most people are going to ask is, um, what does that mean for Bo Naylor specifically? Like that's that's the direct impact right now. And, you know, I work? think... Before we get into the Bo Naylor stuff, we should probably take the first break, and then we can come back. We'll discuss how Bo works, how they could work together. Um, it, you know, the funny thing with Murphy, before we go to break, is they could have drafted him and said they went with Logan Ice. Like, that was exactly what happened in that draft class. Uh, I'm not going to say that I had Murphy higher, but I had Murphy higher on my board. Murphy broke his hamate bone his junior year. It meant limited opportunities to see him. I saw him in the pouring rain with a Oakland scout, funnily enough. And uh, guess what? Who you know agreed with the take at the time, and, and we're happy to pounce. But um, we're going to take our first break. We're going to come back, talk about how Bo still works with Murphy, can make this team better, how everything can work out, and then we're going to get into your trades on today's Locked On Guardians. And our first sponsor today is BetOnline.net, your number one source for betting football. And the start of basketball season, you can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport you can imagine. 
the fastest and easiest way to check in all your games and events, including Major League Baseball, the MMA, boxing, golf, whatever you're into. Uh, it's all right there. Head to the website and use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. Uh, I did take a quick look, real uh, quick, Jeff, at Bet Online, and looks like uh, the Astros are heavily favored in Game One, uh, plus one forty nine for the Phillies, and I think uh, uh, minus one sixty two for the Astros is what I saw. So heavily favored in Game One for the Astros, which finally starts uh, Friday night. As most people probably listen to this, anybody who's not listening live, I was kind of surprised by that actually. Yeah, it's. Certainly, uh, you know, the, whole, the delay felt long. So without too much further ado, and before I can cough on Mike, uh, why don't you start leading us off with uh, how Naylor and Murphy can work together? Yeah. It's going to take multiple ways to make this work. First of all, I think I think it it's not a foregone conclusion that Bo Naylor is going to start next season in the majors, right? I'm pretty sure we think that there's a chance he needs more time in AAA. So uh, no guarantees they're going to hand it to him. It would be very unusual for them to do that. However, long-term, you know, people think you have to decide, is it Murphy, is it Naylor? And I think there's a way for them both to coexist because of the attrition rate of catchers. Um, the fact that they are opposite-handed works, batting, you know, Mur- they don't have to platoon, but um, – they can use Naylor at DH because he's a good enough hitter. You can use Murphy at DH because he's a good enough hitter. Uh, maybe one of these guys learns first base as well. Um, Naylor came up as a or was a third baseman in high school, right? Yeah, he played infield. Yeah, yeah, he was converted to catcher, so he is plenty versatile. Can do it. Um, the real the real qu- challenge I think is for Cleveland. We've seen we saw this in the postseason with Terry Francona, very afraid to. Um, not have a reserve catcher on the bench. Doesn't want to have Tyler Freeman as the emergency catcher. He wants to have that um, uh, reserve catcher on the bench. So <laughs> that kind of means like someone like David Fry has to work into it, right? Like you need that. If they're going to have, if, if at some point uh, Murphy and, and Naylor are going to work on the same 26 man roster, you need someone like David Fry who can play third, who can play first, who can play against lefties, who can um, pinch hit for somebody if he needs to especially a left-hander on left-hander. Um, and he can be your third catcher, not a guy you want to catch regularly, but he can, and he has the experience. So that's the challenge is Cleveland is carrying three catchers and Fry right now to me is the only guy that makes the most sense to do that. So um, at bats wise, playing time wise, there's no reason Murphy and Naylor can't coexist. If you do like a four, two, three, four kind of, mm-hmm. um, schedule with them, but you, as long as Terry Francona is the manager, you need that third um, pacifier as the catcher. Yeah. And like, I think in a very natural way, um, David Fry makes so much sense because Bo Naylor being a young player, you know, they're very hesitant to let young lefties uh, face left-handed pitching. So it could be a situation where Naylor is the bench guy when there's lefty on the mound uh, you know, Murphy would be out there, you know, you're gonna have Murphy out there every day, no matter what, but Naylor might be more of a platoon player. And then you have Fry as the emergency catcher who can, he can do it in a pinch. He's, they had him playing in the AFL for a reason. And then, uh, maybe he is even just a platoon as well. So you kind of have Naylor and Fry as your platoon in a way. And then, um, not saying that Fry catches and, and, but you know, Murphy plays catcher and then Fry could be a first baseman. 
or if I could be a third baseman, Jose Ress. Like it gives them that flexibility. And because Naylor and Fry are on opposite sides of the platoon, you can kind of have them as a, a unit up there. And then, as you said, it gives them that flexibility. So let's say they decide to have, you know, Murphy a catcher and Naylor at first base one day. They can because you still have Fry back there. But again, he's not the, – the throwing out numbers aren't great. But in terms of a backup catcher, he's totally usable, especially as a third-string guy. Yeah, just so you have that safety net. And that's – look, when, when Terry Francona is no longer managing, maybe that's not an issue. I don't know how other, te- how other teams view that. But for sure in Cleveland, we know it's an issue with them. Um, and, yeah, like, I, you know, just the way it naturally sets up. I mean, he murdered left-handed pitching this year. This team could use a left-handed murderer, um, as bad as that sounds. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know that I don't have any data on if most murderers are righties or lefties. You can you can drop that in the chat here uh, if you know that. But um, I guess I'm, I'm yeah, weirdly, I think it is. Well, even that's not the majority. But having his ability to do that, I think Fry is a very useful guy no matter what. And I think especially if you end up with both these guys on your roster, it just makes your lineup so much better. Like adding both of them has the potential to really add some pop up and down that lineup. I think what you do, if you make this work, I think Naylor gets another like half season in Columbus this year. You start the year with Murphy and again, 20, he's under control for 23, 24 and 25. You bring up Naylor, you know, whenever he's ready next season, you don't need to rush him this way. Uh, Probably still some things he can work on. You let that that timeline be a little more um, organic, and you can ha- hang on to both of them. You're not wasting Naylor's like best years, um, you know, being a backup or being a, a platoon partner with Sean Murphy. You are you are just kind of transitioning from Murphy as he hits free agency. You just go straight to Naylor um, once you've yeah. kind of made that that move. So. And then I think we'd be remiss if we don't at least mention Brian Lavastida. He's a bit a bit of a forgotten man, but I think we all should have learned a very important lesson last year when Bo Naylor was hurt and he had that down year. Many of us, myself included, first and foremost, uh, wrote him off, and kind of I dropped Naylor out of my top ten, and I wasn't sure it was. I mean, because it was a bad, bad, it was a worse year than Lavastida had this year. When uh, Naylor was struggling to hit above the Mendoza line a year ago, so I think. You know, you also have to keep Lavastida just in the back of your mind is like, okay, he had a bad year where he was also hurt for part of it and not completely just write him off. Um, you know, they, they believe gonna, in him enough to have him up there for a time. For a couple of days, yeah. I am going to go ahead and uh, strain my shoulder and reach around and pat myself in the back. I did not drop O'Neill out of my top ten. I think you, were, you, were the, uh, you and MLB.com, I think, were the only ones. Yeah, and MLB I gave just didn't do it because he was a – a first round pick, but I mean, it was, yeah. it was, it was ugly. It was a mulligan. It was purely a mulligan. It was yeah. just, it was just betting on the the fact that he was young for the level to miss 2020 season, the rigors of catching and the bloodlines and knowing, knowing the makeup of the player. I think that's the only reason I, I stuck with him and it, and, and it could have worked out poorly. It could have been bad this year. I said, okay, well I gave him a mulligan. The same reason I would give Brian Lavastita one too, because he had a strange year and he's versatile too. You know, he can, he was an infielder in college too. So, Another guy who brings some versatility to the table. So, yeah, don't don't count him out. They're both in the forty. I don't. I don't. I don't think you need either one of them in the trade to get Sean Murphy either. Like, would it be weird having Murphy, Naylor, Lavastida, and Fry all on the same forty-man roster? Yes, that would be weird. 
Um, I do think if they trade for Murphy, that Labastida is likely to be um, on the outs, because especially, or maybe Fry, I don't know, one of the two I don't think can, can coexist. So what do you say we... Uh, Just it, Because here's the thing, I want to point out, before we get to the trades, it's like, I know I, I've seen so many people mention Naylor as part of a return for uh, for Murphy, but it's like, okay, they got Langoliers in the Olsen deal. He's already in the big leagues. Tyler Soderstrom is probably more of a first baseman or outfielder, but he's a catcher. And then they spent their first round pick on Daniel Susak this past year. Right. Uh, Oakland is the organization that has no interest in catching, but I think it is a perfect time to take that next break and then come back and get into these trades. So join us as we are going to evaluate what you, the fans have sent us. And again, drop some things in the comments. I see we have quite a few people watching. So this is your chance to, uh, to get your thoughts on the show. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. Unlocked on guardians. After you make uh locked on guardians, your first listen, make your second listen locked on sports today. Check out Locked On Sports for the games that matter. The most of the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today is available wherever you can get podcasts as well as YouTube. And Justin was on that relatively recently. You can go find that episode where he talks about uh, some of the Guardian success this past year. So I think I had seven trades pulled up, and I think it's probably the same ones you have. So yep, let's, I'm just going to, I want to go, I got to go to my likes so I can just kind of stare at them. Uh, do you want to start? And then I'll click off the ones I have and we'll see if there's anything where uh, maybe we like, didn't like, you know, see if there's any that we somehow missed between us. Yeah. So our first one is from, I'm going to go with Derek Deese, tribe guy, 97 on Twitter. His first proposal was uh, George Valera, Tyler Freeman, uh, Logan Allen and Owen Miller. And he also, wants to know if, if they can get AJ Puck in the deal, which I think is a good question because I think it makes sense to go for both. So, But uh, let's just go at this as a purely um, Sean Murphy deal. So we have George Valera, Tyler Freeman, Logan Allen, Owen Miller. Just uh, you want to give a quick, real quick thumbs up, thumbs down? Do you want to analyze this? What do you want to do? I mean, we can start with the thumbs up, thumbs down, then analyze, I think. So should we just do our uh, – we'll, we'll, we'll do it visually, and then we can, I guess, say it as well. But – I ready, uh, ready, same time. One, two, three. You both have thumbs down. Yeah. I don't think that's going to work. Uh, no, it's not enough. The secondary pieces are all guys with massive hits this year. To, I mean, maybe not massive, but like Logan Allen. I think it's close. Triple A, you know, Ty Freeman. I, I, <laughs> the, you've been firmly on the fact that Ty Freeman is an Oakland athletic type, but like I none of these guys are, there's not a good enough secondary piece. Like you pretty right. much have to get rid of Owen Miller and then add a better secondary piece to me. Yeah, here, here's the thing about that. Like everyone wants to get rid of Owen Miller. Oakland isn't interested in no. uh, a bench I'm, a bench player the, who's not even a good bench player. The one thought could be Chad Pinder, like that they're losing him in free agency. But yeah, I uh, I know some. I think they, I think everyone wishes in chat, but I think it's it's not. We both agree. It's no. Uh, I think. Everybody wishes Owen Miller was Chad Pinder. Not, I mean, yeah. Chad Pinder wasn't good in 2022, but Chad Pinder has had good years. If Owen Miller was Chad Pinder at any point in his career, we wouldn't be having this discussion because Chad Pinder has been a better player throughout his career. Um, so Owen Miller doesn't that 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 doesn't swing the trade any which way. So Owen, you can so just get Owen Miller. Um, 
you know, if you look at his other one, which is taking out Valera and Allen and putting in Williams and Brennan, that might actually get it closer, in my opinion. Yeah, if you go Gavin Williams, Will Brennan, Tyler Freeman, Freeman. and Logan Allen, I would think that might get it. Well, no, it's – yeah, that probably gets it. But he's saying Logan Allen out. So it would be those guys plus Owen Miller. But, again, I don't think it gets you over because I think it is going to be four good pieces. for. And if it's not like – because the interesting thing with the with the athletics is I have to really think about who who fits in the Guardian system. But, like, you know, they took some guys, like when they traded Chris Bassett, that were not, like, huge prospects, but were good performers. Some, But they were starters, like Rob Olier, right? Wasn't that the – maybe that's Yeah, the and then they moved – yeah, no, you're right, Rob Olier. So it's or, like, you know, is it maybe their fourth piece ends up being someone like an Andrew Misiasic or someone like that who's not Adam. a huge prospect? Adam, sorry. Adam, Adam uh, But it's like – I got, of course, I got the last name right. Uh, the it's, it's tricky part, uh, right? Like, I'm, hearing, I, I'm just gonna take a victory lap for getting the last name right, um, with my pronunciation skills. But yeah, I, I wonder if it would almost be something a little bit off like that, where they're looking at just pure production because they seem to go for a few of those guys. Um, they also at the trade deadline definitely went for guys who maybe weren't as high on prospect trade sheets, but it's only because those prospect trade sheets were out of date. Like those listings were not updated yet, or those guys would have been higher. Yeah, um, it could. I think that trade, like you said, gets you close. The second one, anyway. Yeah. Um, I think. I think if you had Miller, or I'm not sorry, if you had Allen and Williams and Brennan and Freeman, it works possibly. Yeah. Um, I think. You, I think it would take two pitchers. And, and let's remember, I think Oakland's very similar to Cleveland when they look at the stuff. They're not looking for. Um, looking for like a, a 60, whatever future value prospect, they're going to take the best overall package, a regardless of position. Um, the, the position is not going to matter. So maybe they would be interested in Bo Naylor, but um, I think they're going to take the best package. They're not going to take the best fit. They're going to take the best overall package. And yeah. I think they're going to go for quantitative over qualitative. So uh, you want the second one. Okay. So, over here, I have from Clay Cash Dollar, uh, Angel Martinez, Will D, Will D, yeah, Will Dion, Hunter Gaddis, Brian Lavastida. Well, give me one second. Um, okay. I would say we're gonna do it at the same time. Yeah, thumbs up and thumbs down. Time. Here we go. Yeah, three, three two, two, one. one. Yeah, I think this one. That's a thumbs down. Yeah, this one's not even close. In my opinion, uh, Angel Martinez is not a headliner. I'm sorry, no, he's a he's good a player. I like yeah. him as a prospect. He is a secondary piece. Yeah. And then the uh, Will Dion and Hunter Gaddis, they're yeah. Those they're are not pitchers that are getting no. anything. And that all the other guys in that are like the fourth piece in a deal. So that's a secondary piece, right. and then three fourths. It just doesn't get you there. But we thank you for your response. Right. Um, let's go to Trotani. Okay. He has Tyler Freeman, Logan Allen, Nolan Jones, and Hunter Gaddis. Um, three, two, one. That is a thumbs down as well. Um, yeah. Tyler Freeman's not a headliner. Nolan Jones, I don't believe, is a headliner. And the other two guys are both. Um, I, I'm still a big Logan Allen guy. So Yeah, I, I mean, he's a top think, 10 prospect, but like he is a second or third piece in this deal. I was going to say, he's, not, he's definitely better than a fourth piece. No. But uh, yeah, he's definitely not. I, like, I feel like Allen is is maybe if he's a second, and you know Freeman is an okay third, then your your final piece has to be something special. 
yeah. but I think so far, um, the closest we have is Derek. Should I go next? I'll I'll do the deal that would break your heart. Um, so this is don't from, judge uh, me. Don't Greg do it. Ron at GD Greg. Greg. He has a uh, Tana Freeman, Nolan Jones, and Tanner Bybee. I'm not sure if if that's enough or if you need a better headliner. I think you'll find out on the show there is no better value. Uh, there is no better headliner maybe than Tanner Bybee. Like we're having legit discussions between us. If Bybee is the top prospect in this system, I, I think, I mean, am I wrong? That, that is, that's something we've both kind of been like, maybe we got to consider this. I mean, he's at least in the conversation. I yes. think you can't decide who it is before you actually make the decision. I'm not saying he yeah. is. I still love Daniel Spino, yes. except for the fact that he was hurt all last year. That's yeah. the one that gives me pause. If, if the Spino was healthy in 2022, I don't think this is a discussion. That's the only thing I'll say. Um, but I, I think this trade, I'm, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I would do it. Um, I just want to look at it one more time. I, I guess, uh, man, I got too many tabs open. Bybee's your headliner. Nolan Jones, I think, is a, is a decent second piece. I think he's the guy who would do well in that ballpark. I just don't know if Jones is. I, I think I go thumbs down. And, and the reason I go thumbs down is, like, Bybee is a centerpiece makes sense. Jones is because of the health issues and then like two years of like interrupted play, I don't feel like the value as a secondary piece is quite, and you know, he's, he's a limited player defensively. Um, I feel like he's more of a tertiary piece. I feel like Freeman's more of a tertiary piece and Tana's value is low. So I feel like it needs something to me. I give it a thumbs down just cause I feel like it needs a, a, a better secondary piece. I could agree with that. Who who would you put in there? Like instead of who who are you taking on? Who are you swapping for? Like I'm probably I think we agree. Bybee works as number one. Yeah, he, like anyone who, and especially like when you look at this is a team that went for Ken Waldachuk. Um, you know they're they're looking at current value and stuff. I feel like, um, I feel like if you do Angel Martinez or if you you know that 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 clears it easy. I feel like if you maybe. Uh, consider someone like, you know, I could, you know, it's like Gabby might clear it for them as well. Um, something in that range. I see someone talking about the baseball trade value site. Neither of us like it. So we're not really, we don't use it as a reference. It's yeah. It's, I mean, that's a fun site to be. It's fun. But stuff. It's, um, yeah, it's fun to mess around with, but there's there's a lot of issues internally with it and some guys who get weird valuations. Um, okay, so do you want to pull the next one? I can pull the next one. Um, yeah, this one, there's a couple I can go to. Uh, this is not really a trade, but someone said um, I'd be open to Valera, Arias, Williams, and Noel and Jones if needed. Um, I think you absolutely need – look, they're not going to get Sean Murphy without one of Bybee, yeah. you know, Williams or Valera. Those four, absolutely, one of them has to – or, yeah, one of those four has to be in the deal. Um, there's no question about that. I think Arias would be a good second piece for Oakland. I'm, I think – I don't know. Is he good enough to be a second piece? You know, he's uh, – I think he's uh... – yeah, I mean, he, especially with some of the stuff we saw in the postseason, and there's the physical tools, and he's the headliner in the Clevenger deal. Um, I, I think I think he kind of works. He works better than Nolan Jones. 
who is, you know, first base, left field, maybe right field, uh, who's, you know, had some health issues and hasn't, you know, we're, we're, we're a while. I mean, 2019 was last fully healthy start to finish strong year. See, I, I think no, um, Nolan Jones reminds me a lot of Brandon Moss in a lot of ways. Yeah. I know it's a very different regime and a different time in baseball from when Brandon Moss was a good player for Oakland, but you know, I think there's some, some precedents there. So, um, but yeah, I think just in general, like, I don't know how many people are going to like John Kenzie Noel. Like, I don't feel like he's going to give you a ton in a trade just because I think nobody knows what he's going to be. Yeah. He's just very interesting and doesn't make sense for Cleveland to trade him because they don't even know what they have yet. I wonder, uh, we, we had someone say, what happens if you had Valera? I think maybe he means the Angel Martinez deal, the one that didn't have any headliners. So if you have Valera, Martinez, Dion, Dion, Gattis, Dion yes. Gattis, and it needs another pitcher. Those two pitchers aren't going to make it work. Mm, I, weirdly, I think Oakland will like Dion. They, they've gone for kind of those undersized, funky guys. I do too, but I think you probably need to add somebody in there like a – Cody Morris or something like, I think you need to add a better picture like too high in that. I think I could even see something like, you know, if, if you take out Gaddis considering, can we put in Tanner? Burns? No, you know, yeah, it's like, Tanner Burns feels like an Oakland guy too, but he is so down on value yeah. right now. You know, I could see Curry too. There are some places that are really high on him. Like Fangraphs had him as a top 10 prospect before the year began. And he had a good year. I could see Curry having more value than Gaddis. Um, I think that's a close deal. I think Valera Martinez gets you very close. And then I think the secondary pieces oh, yeah. could be a bit lesser. So it's like that that might make sense. Uh, what about from Andy Dubois? Dubois. Man, I, Andy, we talked so much, and now I can't get your name right. D.B. Sice, Valera, Freeman, Savale, and Gaddis. I just, you know, should we? Yeah. I think Savale doesn't have any value. I agree. Uh for that Valera organization. Has, yeah. I think, do you think Freeman could be enough for a secondary? I, I think Freeman could be a. I think he's a third piece. A, and I think like to another. In that deal. Something. Yeah. He's not think, good enough in this deal to be number two. No. And I think Savale is the two in this one. And so as value, just not to this team, not to a team that is clearly tearing it down. And right. You know, and has, is entering arbitration and costs money. Like they don't want a guy who's going to make 2 million coming back in this deal. Yeah, agreed. And I don't think um, like Gaddis is fine too. I think Gaddis could be like a a fourth piece. I think he's Eli Morgan part two. It's been my my statement on him. Yeah, more velocity though, which is good. Uh, yeah. Okay. And this is the last one. This is unless you have another one. This is the last one I have. Okay. Um, Patrick Collins. Uh, this will be a quick one. Tyler Freeman, Zach Plesac, Will Benson, and Gabiarius. That's a quick thumbs down for me. No. That's not even close. Yeah, there's that's that doesn't have a one or a two in it. Uh, they don't want money. Will, I mean, Will Will Benson. I said it when he got called up. I'll say it again. I mean, he is potentially a candidate to be taken off the forty man. Like they treated yeah. him as just a depth outfielder. Um, he didn't really get much of a look or a chance. I, it's you know, it's we talked about it off air, but it's like kind of sad that they let go of Alex Call to do that because if you haven't been following, Alex Call actually had a really good year with the Nationals when he went over there, like he would have been helpful to this team to have had in place. Um, 
as a platoon type of player situation with what they had in the postseason. So that was a shame. Uh, you know, maybe if Benson got a better chance, that'd be the case. But yeah, that, I mean, that's a deal that is, again, they don't want Plezak. They don't want the money he makes. There's no number one in right. that deal. There's no number two in that deal. Arias uh, can be number two. Yeah, Arias is number two. I'm sorry. Uh, Freeman's yeah, a three. And it's just, yeah. I don't know. It's like when I look at the Guardians, I think, I think Valera makes sense. But I feel like if it's, you know, if I am crafting this trade, let me throw the trade I would do. Okay. Just look at the list. Uh, I think I would offer them Valera, Freeman. and I'm just kind of debating who's that third, uh, the second piece. It's like, I guess Logan Allen. Um, so I guess that's close to other people's. It's, you know, it's, or if not Tana, maybe it's like uh, Valera, Allen. Valera, I, I just totally had, this is what happens when you're sick, your brain melts away. It's something like uh, Valera, Valera, Allen, Curry, and then, you know, another bat type player, either like um, uh, Atena or, you know, depending, like, can you get across that finish line, I guess, without including an Angel Martinez? Or is it Martinez, Valera, Allen, and then um, someone like Curry? Yeah, I mean, you could give him, if it's Valera, Valera. I think you could still give them Freeman and, and Martinez because Freeman's ready now and Martinez is like ready in a year. They can figure that out. Um, so I think in that case, it'd be Valera, Martinez, Freeman, and Curry would be the offer. Yeah. I'm not giving up any pitchers for Murphy personally. Like I think if you go with Valera, you can avoid going with Espino and Williams and Pipey. So yeah. I would say Valera for sure. Um, probably... Logan Allen, but I'm tempted to say, I don't know, you think Cody Morris is probably too high for that, and he's probably too old and too injury, I mean, has injury prone, so maybe they're not into that as much, so. And I can also see instead of Curry, like like I said, that fourth piece, like I said, there's something about Will Dion. They like smaller guys. They've been collecting them for years, so. Yeah, so we agree on Valera. I would say Allen, Valera, Allen, Freeman and yeah, I would go with like I don't know. Do you think Angel Martinez is still needed in that, or are we kind of close without that? We have to ask our our buddy over at Lockdown Ace. I feel like you know it's either if we're going with Freeman and Valera, then <laughs> if you go Allen and Allen, you go maybe ten, you go Tana. Or you go kind of, or or Gabby, in that situation, you kind of go that next tier, and I think if you instead go Martinez, then instead of going Allen, you go someone like Dion, or you go to kind of a Curry or a Gaddis, or um, maybe a Cantillo, if they want to take roll the dice there. The other guy to actually, you know, I don't know, with them kind of swinging for the fences, maybe it's like Valera and Freeman. We both feel are guys that make sense. Mm-hmm. Instead of Martinez, if it's like Valera, Allen, Freeman, they might want someone like uh, Genoa, the shortstop, who's a long way out, who could be like a yeah. Retail. 
Yeah, they could be looking pretty far down the line, especially yeah. with this team right now. I agree. I think maybe with Guardian straight Churio, the the junior one. It's like that's you're just asking. I mean, he's so far no. away, but you're also asking for you're asking for heartbreak. Right. Yeah, I would not do that if I were Cleveland. Not right now. I would definitely give him. I like I like Angel Janelle, but yeah, I think you can probably part with him right now, considering what else you have in your farm system, um, especially with the next class going behind him. So. Um, if you and if you get if you get that deep, you know the AJ Puck fact we didn't talk about today, but I like AJ Puck a ton. I think he makes a lot of sense. We can uh, discuss him on a future podcast as well. But I think if if Cleveland would were, were to enter trade talks with Sean Murphy again with the A's, um, I think it makes sense to package those two because Oakland Oakland is really the last team um, that's really tearing down right now that has pieces left. Nobody else really has. Everybody else is kind of building back towards the middle and towards the top, and um, Milwaukee's in a weird spot. I, love, I would love to talk about Milwaukee with you, yeah, um, sometime in this off season we can get to because they've done some interesting things. But no, and I think, uh, appreciate everybody who sent in. Oh, we have one more from Richard too. If you want to do this real quick, Jeff. Uh, I mean, that's kind of similar to what I said. Uh, Blair Allen yeah. could work. Yeah, I, I think I mean, you need one more. I think you need one more. That's why I wonder if, like, instead of Tana, it's like Genoa. Like, it's someone interesting who could be better, but who is a a long way down the line. Because the the other problem too, it's like we talk about every team is kind of experiences crunches. And looking at that deal, it's like Valera and Freeman. You have to add. So you're you're you know Cleveland is helping their crunch to a degree, but it would be affecting them. Uh, See, I don't think you're not going to trade Valeri and Espino. Like, nobody trades no. two guys like that anymore. The secondary no, piece. I realize is- Murphy has three years of control, but that, and that's probably why Cleveland hasn't done it yet because Oakland probably, he's right. Oakland probably did ask for that. And Cleveland was like, yeah, no, that's not happening. Um, if it continues to happen, they'll say no. They'll move on to a different option or it just won't happen. So uh, I definitely agree with Oakland asking, but. No, but it's that thing. Like, I mean, if you even go and you look at the the Matt Olson deal from a year ago, like <laughs> Shane Langoliers was the centerpiece. Ryan Cusick mm-hmm. is, I don't, I don't even think he was a top 100 prospect. Joey Estes was a down-the-line guy. And Christian Bache was a failed prospect. Let's be honest. At the time of the trade, he was already a prospect who had failed multiple times at the big leagues. You don't so think Bache was the centerpiece? No. No. Not with his complete inability to hit in the bigs. Like, he had shown that, you know, you were hoping for Miles Straw from Bache. Like, that's, that's your best outcome with what we had seen in his, I know it was limited time in the majors, but it had been so bad that I think it was the hope was, was pot was, was Miles straw. So I didn't think he was Langliers was the centerpiece. He was the top 50 ish prospect. He's your Valera. Um, Logan Allen is the, uh, is the Ryan Cusack. And then I think uh, Freeman is your Pache and Estes is your fourth piece. I think that's kind of how it lines up. Yeah, I agree. Well, that was fun. Uh, very good thought experiment. I think uh, there's still a chance that Cleveland could reach back out to Oakland. We said it could, we can make it work, or Cleveland can make it work if they go a certain you route. Know, and I, I saw more than one I person say thought the deal was in place. So I, I'd love, you know, I'm very curious about that. Interesting. Well, we are going to, what do we say? Uh, next, next one's going to be Christian Walker. So get your Christian Walker trade proposals into us again on YouTube, on Twitter. Lockdown Guardians, um, Jeff, myself, we'll do that next week, and we'll talk a little about some other free agents as well. Anything else? And I know 
sorry. I just I know people get gun shy when we talk about the value, but it's definitely one of those things that even the deals we said yes to, I'm sure every Oakland fan would say no to because you know everyone thinks they're going to get the sun, the moon, and the stars. And we also have to understand to get something, you got to give something. So it's it's got to hurt. Has to hurt. Yeah. And that's why I gave the thumbs up to the Bivy one because I was like, yeah, that hurts. So definitely. Yeah. It definitely would work. I did see one comment on Twitter from a, someone saying, Sean Murphy is setting the bar low. We are all snake bitten by the Dolans. Uh, that's really underrating Sean Murphy. I implore yeah. you to go look at all Sean Murphy's yeah. resume because if you think Sean Murphy is not um, a difference maker going from Salisbury steak to filet mignon, you are very mistaken. Yeah. And, you know, just I know we're already super long, but it's like when you look at overall value, when you look at what you're going to have to give up, I know there are going to be people like, man, they were focused on Valera. This outfield is no matter how you feel about miles straw, this organization is loves him and is set with him. That is your center fielder for the next five years. That's not changing. Steven Kwan's your left fielder for the next five years. That's not changing. And if you go to mid season, I had a tweet with near identical stat lines at a near identical age. Um, and the comp, was Clint Frazier for George Valera. Like he is not a sure thing by any means. There are some concerns there that I have heard. Uh, it's not to degrade him as a prospect. I still have him as a top five prospect in this system, but I also think sometimes you need to cool the prospect hype when I hear people say he's the best outfield prospect since Manny Ramirez, because that's not true because I hate to break it to you, but you know, Bradley Zimmer was higher rated at points than than Valera has been. Like it's the hype gets a little out of control. So I want to temper it. I think he's a great prospect. He could be the best outfielder since Manny Ramirez. But I think we've already seen the best outfielder since Manny Ramirez, and his name is Stephen Kwan. So there you go. Final thought there. Uh, anything you want to put on on our super long trade edition uh, before we uh, wrap this one up? No, let's call. Let's wrap this one up. That was fun. Thanks, everybody, who sent that stuff in. That was great to have yeah. your your input for this that made it more fun. We hope uh, everybody kind of enjoyed the process and um, I hope we can continue to do this. I'd like to tackle no more than one or two players per episode as we continue to do this. So we've got lots yeah. more to do. we got lots, lots more on the wish list. So again, thank you for watching. Uh, remember to go subscribe on YouTube. Last time I checked, we're at 810. We need, excuse me, less than 200 subscribers, 200 help us out with that. And as we say on every show, go, go, Guardians, go. And thank you to everyone who commented today.